This AFC East win totals and preview edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. Sports are back, and MyBookie is now offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use that promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by the leaders in daily fantasy, DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code SGP to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for the $1 million cash top prize. That's promo code SGP to get your share of $100 million in prizes only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Want to get an advantage over the sports book with NBA, NHL, and MLB back in action? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Head to betql.co and enter code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. That's betql.co, promo code SGP20. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Finally, don't forget to sign up for the free roll football contest where we're giving away up to $5,000 for the best NFL handicappers this season. Sign up for free today over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money room with my partner picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. I just love cam Newton. I love that cam Newton gets to stay in our life. Yes. In another, uh, another chapter, another iteration of his very, uh, you know, I think when, when we look back on the career of cam Newton, I think we'll feel a little bad about how we mistreated him. Sean, <laughs> I do not regret calling him a uh, sham Newton. And uh, I, I feel like I've been on the Cam Newton's not going to work out as a quarterback trained ahead of the curve. I predicted he wouldn't uh, finish last season. He didn't. That foot injury was real. Cam Newton. Uh, I've never been a huge fan. I, I think I'm still mad because the one time where I was like, you know what? I'm uh, all forgiven Cam. You guys are dominating. Clearly, I was wrong. I'm going to bet on you in the Super Bowl <laughs> against the Broncos. He comes out with his goddamn gold cleats, oh. and I knew I was immediately. I knew I was due. He didn't dive on the loose fumble. Von Miller MVP. Cam Newton goes down and really hasn't been the same ever since. Little bit of a resurgence. 2018. Yeah. 2019 but. nightmare, but. Of course, now he's with the Patriots. We are going to be talking about Patriots because we're talking about the AFC East. It's a baby fucking wheel, man. Quick. I'm rocking my baby effing wheel oh, T-shirt. I don't know what this is. Defecting? No, I are just you, what, I'm just trying this? to move some units over oh at the over at the old merch page, Ryan. All right. I mean, it it feels like you're matriculating up the the 95, and maybe uh, maybe you're looking to to find a winner. Maybe you're looking to to reside amongst champions. Right. Right, I, you I'm know, just fucking with you. Sean. 2017. I like the shirt too. Thank you. It's a, it's a great logo, great shirt. Head over to the merch store, grab some of that. 
We got the Patriots coming up first. Before we get to that, want to remind people: free roll football contest. We need your help. We got to get up to fifteen hundred <laughs> people in the contest so we can get the prize pool up to five thousand dollars. It's free to enter. Please spread the word. What did we get last year? Sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/contest. Well, I want. I, I don't know. I want to challenge the audience. I mean, it, it would be embarrassing. We've been doing nothing for six months. Yes, it would be embarrassing for us to do worse than we did last year. We they need to step up their game and they need to spread the word. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/contest. Sean doesn't think you have it in you. No, I I do, and I want you. I'm questioning their heart. I'm questioning their intent. I mean, we're two weeks away. I I don't know if people their their heads are elsewhere. Two weeks. They're caught up in uh, you know the NBA and what all that drama, whatever's going on. Yes, two. We're recording this podcast Thursday night. Two weeks, a mere two weeks, fourteen days until your world is good again. Until everything's right in the world, and we get goddamn football back. I don't know if I'm ready. Need to stretch. You're gonna pull a. Uh, you're gonna sound like Gus Johnson. Football is coming, and I probably will be too, because football is coming. And if football's here, you got to go to mybookie.ag presenting sponsor of the podcast. Play winning at paid. Use a promo code SGB. 100% deposit bonus. You could exclusive home to bet on our Madden Sims. We're back. Monday night Madden. Madden Five, 21, Sean. Yeah, Madden 21. 5 p.m., 7 p.m. West Coast kick. Of course, basketball looking to get back going this weekend. NHL, MLB, and all it's all going down over mybookie.ag. Politics, if you want to bet on that for some reason. Literally anything you can put a line on the good folks over at mybookie.ag will put a line on it for you, and uh, you know just let them know uh, where you're coming from. And of course, that's a sports gambling podcast, and that's why I use the promo code SGP so that you play, win, and most importantly, get paid. Joining us on the line, host of the Over Under 98.5 podcast, Dan Lifshatz. Dan, thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, no problem, guys. Nice to be on. It's uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a while. It's good to have you on. We're talking, of course, AFC East. A little cross country DGen connection. Yes, syncing up the Dan synapses. Def- Dan, definitely a part of uh, hashtag DGens only. If you follow him on Twitter and uh, listen to the pod, always cranking. I mean. Just going at it hard, and uh, <laughs> I love it. I love seeing all the stuff you're throwing content. out there. No, I, I, I just, I, he, any kind of sporting event that where there's a betting line, yeah. I'm like, oh, I wonder what Dan's doing on this, and he's got an angle. I appreciate that as a fellow uh, degenerate. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we we try, man. We between Joe and I, I mean, we get we get so many questions and just so much like just crap thrown at us that we're like, okay, we, we need to, we need to have like some sort of something ready to go for literally every sport, whether it's, you know, South Korean soccer, or, you know, <laughs> Ukrainian table tennis, it doesn't matter. Like we have to have some sort of angle because someone's always asked the question now, now it, you know, cause things obviously got kind of wonky because of the pandemic. We're slowly getting back to regular sports, but in that pandemic run, do you have one highlight as far as something you really enjoyed betting on, or you got a little hot streak going simulated games, Korean baseball. Was there, <laughs> was there one thing that really stood out that you would love betting on? Dude, I shockingly, I really got in the ponies. Like it was like, I, again, and it's not like crazy or rare. Like I just got super in the ponies and like 
betting horse matchups, not even just betting like straight, like to place outright winners, but horse matchups. I think you can find legitimate, tremendous value even today. Like, you know, and again, there's not a lot of like, you know, PPHs and not, a, not a ton of sites that actually, you know, post that stuff. But if you can find some sites that, you know, have some matchups, you can, you can find some real value there. So I did, uh, we did very well on those and it was a lot of fun for, you know, the time being when we didn't have any sports outside of, you know, Belarusian soccer. Well, <laughs> and, and Sean, as you know, site editor, Ryan McKee had a little horse racing, uh, a party or zoom party early in the pandemic. And I made the mistake of winning a bunch of money. And just randomly throughout the last, the, the last four months in the middle of the day, I'll be on some, some work meetings and I just fire up the, uh, I fire up the horse racing <laughs> and I find myself throwing in some bets so I can, I can completely relate to Dan over there. I, I definitely found myself back as like a 17 year old kid illegally at the Meadowlands betting on the trotters. Like that, I, I got that rush back. That is always my favorite part of uh, when we do the Vegas weekends, we'll be watching like <laughs> eight or nine NFL games going on at, at one time. And we, we got a little action on everything. And then that's not enough for Ryan. He's also like screaming at some ponies on the side window. And uh, if you know, a sports book, it's great. Cause if you're actually betting the ponies, they reserve a bunch of seats. So, you know, we'll be like, Oh, we can't sit there. Cause we're not betting ponies and Ryan's like, Oh, that's not a problem. I'll bet it. Come on. You know, they'll be like, it'll be like a two minute drill of a huge game. And Ryan's just yelling like number six, bring it home. Little try box uh, action. So oh, yeah, dude, absolutely. It's the best. I mean, I'll be the guy in Vegas worried about, you know, the D two, you know, college basketball <laughs> game where everyone's like, this fucking NBA going, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Just I, all I care about is Southampton, New York. You know what I mean? Like it's safe friends. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Oh man. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about it. NFL. I mean, it, it's crazy. We're only two weeks out and uh, you know, as a Pat's guy, I mean, you look at your profile picture and, and Twitter, you got the, <laughs> you got the banners hanging up there. I respect that. Man, imagine um, having two more Poor, too bad. Eli Manning showed up, Eli Manning. And of course, Nick Foles, <laughs> Nick Foles snagged one as well. Oh, wow. Do you blame Ryan Fitzpatrick for dismantling the Patriots dynasty? Because I, I, I now, now am I crazy? But if they win that game, do you think Tom Brady is still a quarterback for the Patriots? So no, I, I think that Brady had made the decision. And again, if you ask a lot of people around here, there had been really strong rumors uh, coming out that Brady was gone regardless. So I think Brady was leaving regardless. But Fitzpatrick put a dent in it. I, I, I mean, there's really no denying that fact. The, the Patriots going out the way they did, especially to a team like Tennessee and Vrabel, it, it, it fucking hurts to like, there's, there's no doubt about it. And so I don't think that Fitzpatrick ended the dynasty, but see, they leave a scar. Like it, it's, it's, it's cut pretty deep and it might still be bleeding at this point. Yeah. Because I mean, if the Patriots end up beating the dolphins there and get that first round by I don't know. I, I feel like the playoffs shake out a little bit different. Fitzpatrick does have a little Mike Tyson biting Holyfield's ear. Like that, <laughs> that feels a little bit like what happened there. He certainly. Yeah, he, I was yeah. gonna say, yeah, he's a little bit smarter than Tyson, but other than that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, Ivy League versus the School of Hard Knocks, but Sean? but yeah, I mean, the Patriots season in a nutshell started out eight zero, and then the what do you think happened to the defense? Because I remember just kind of handicapping these games and that defense, especially for that first half felt like, okay, this, I, we can't bet against this defense. It's a historic defense. And then I, I don't know, as an outsider, it just felt like they slowly got a little bit worse. Like they were never horrible, but they slowly got worse and worse. And then 
just they they couldn't get it going on offense with the playmakers. What was your what was your take on kind of the t- 2019 season? Yeah, my my honest take after the eight no start and you know once the Patriots signed Antonio Brown, one of the first things I did was was snag a Patriots future stick, and obviously because I said okay, now the Patriots have a legitimate wide receiving threat outside of Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman. Now, and Gordon at that point had been shaky. You know, he had, he had been playing and he'd been playing. Okay. He was really doing well in the run, you know, the run blocking game, but you know, he, he wasn't much of a pass catcher and it, you know, it kind of felt like the, the Pats offense was either going to be absolutely elite with Antonio Brown and the defense was going to be unreal. We're going to have a, you know, a revision of 2007, of course, which Ryan, you know, super well. And, uh, <laughs> you know, or we're going to have like, you know, just absolute internal mayhem and the pages are going to fall apart. Surprisingly, neither of those happened. What I think ended up happening is once Brown, obviously all the shit with him happened and he kind of, you know, went off. They cut Josh Gordon. They just they didn't have the offensive firepower to stay on the field anymore. They're they had no longer had to lead offense. I think Brady really struggled last year. I mean, I know that, you know, people will say it wasn't in, it was the offensive line, it was the weapons, yada, yada, yada. But I just think in general, he was not as good last year. You know, there there's there's no doubt about it, which, you know, sucks as a Patriots fan to see, but he just wasn't as good. And I think that the defense was on the field so much they just got worn down and it didn't matter if they're playing Miami or Cleveland Browns in you know 2005 2006 whatever it didn't matter I just think that that defense was so tired after the first quarter of every game because they were constantly on the field no matter who they were playing and even when the Patriots score it seemed like it was lightning quick they'd have these you know three or four play drive score. And then they, you know, it was slow plotting offense for the rest of the game. If they could even get anything going. So to me, it was the grinding down of the defense which really did them in because the offense was not able to put together these, you know, long drives that were, you know, sustainable and kind of what the Patriots have been doing the past few years. Yeah. And, and you see it in the numbers too. I mean, well, and Sean real quick, just on sure. that point, the inner, you asked about the defense in the second half. They were also historically like legendarily good at picking the ball off in the first half with 19, that regression already started to happen. That's what the strong regression indicator. It already started to happen in the second half of the season where you only saw six turnovers. And that was a big difference in that defense. The other, the other point I wanted to make, I mentioned it earlier, Brady and, and Winston profiled very similarly in, in DR and DVOA, two of the football outsider metrics in the second yep. half of the year. So to your point, he, he, what really wasn't the same guy. Sorry, Sean, you were, you were about to make a, no, I a mean, very eloquent, elegant point. I'm sure. No, I, I mean, even something simple like yards per attempt. I mean, they, last year they were 31st in, in the league, which is crazy in the Brady era to have such a low yards per attempt at 6.8. Now, again, you were saying it, it seems like the skill position players, they kind of took the brunt of it. Cause Brady's kind of untouchable. So is it just that easy? You just plug cam Newton in, but I, I don't know where, where are you standing at with cam Newton? Were you drinking any of the Jarrett Stidham Kool-Aid or are you, <laughs> are you all in on cam where, where what's your level of uh, expectations with cam Newton this season? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously before cam signed, I, I've been, I've been a Jared Stidham guy going back to his days at Baylor. So I've been a huge Stidham guy forever. Um, that that's been, you know, that's my booby. Like that's my guy, you know, since college. <laughs> and, uh, I, I don't know. I, I was kind of in on the sit train and when Newton was signed, I was like, okay, you know, look at the contract. 
look at the timing. And then obviously all the COVID stuff. And it's like, okay, we're not going to have any preseason games. We're going to have like two or three weeks of practice. You're going to have limited reps in those practices. They're going to be different than normal practices. You just kind of put it together. I was like, okay, well, there's no way that Cam Newton is going to learn the playbook have no practice reps essentially compared to what he would usually have no timing with the receivers and kind of put everything together. And to me, that was like, okay, well, Jared Stenham is going to be the starting quarterback of this team. They're bringing Cam Newton because they need someone to push Stenham a little bit. And you know, the rumor around here is that Stenham went to a wedding in Texas and that was kind of the nail in the coffin for him. The Pats did not like that. You know, instead of trying to be the leader of the team and kind of take over, you know, what Brady used to do, he's off playing, you know, whatever type of stuff he's doing in Texas, playing, you know, playing best man or whatever. And in, instead of focusing on football, which is what the team obviously wants him to do. And I think Newton was going to sign regardless of that trip or not, but I think it made it a little bit more you know, uh, easier to swallow signing Cam Newton. I think that Newton, you know, outside of the first practice has been the better quarterback. Now the reports coming out of camp and I'm not there, so I don't see it, but the reports coming out is that Newton has been better than Stidham and Stidham had a little bit of an injury scare. It doesn't sound like the team was happy about that either with George Jared Stidham. So it sounds like something that happened maybe off the field instead of on the practice field or whatever. Uh, so that, you know, that's another issue that kind of keeps popping up there. It does feel like despite the fact that the reports have been Newton has been super slow getting the ball out and, you know, he, he is not comfortable in that offense, no matter how much they tailor it to him. It, it does feel like that, you know, there's going to be a big learning curve here first four, eight games of the season, I think, especially. So I'm a little worried uh, early on. I was definitely on the sit hype train to answer the question, but I I don't see how Cam Newton is not the starting quarterback at this point. And honestly, that kind of, that hurts for me because again, I'm a big Jared Stidham guy. I believe in this kid. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback one day. If he can get his shit together and kind of get his head on straight and say, I want to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, for Belichick, there's two seasons. There's like the two weeks he goes down to the Caribbean and then there's football season <laughs> and you can't vacation during football season. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be cam Newton, right? Well, yeah. You don't sign cam Newton and then have cam Newton hold a clipboard. And again, it just kind of makes sense, right? Like you give cam a shot. If he falters, then you bring in Stidham and yeah. in a weird way, this almost is the best case scenario for Stidham. Assuming cam Newton doesn't ball out and like, you know, have like a crazy MVP type season. If he's like just good enough to keep the job for a, a little while and then he falls off, then Stidham comes in. He's kind of the savior. That's almost the best spot for a guy like Stidham, where if he would have just been the starter with Cam Newton as the backup, he would have been on a really short leash, I think. And I mean, you saw Belichick pulled him when he threw a pick six <laughs> in like mop up duty. So you can only imagine how short the leash would have been if he ended up becoming the starter. So I think this is kind of the best case scenario. And, and to your point, the Boston Globe said, "Quote: Cam Newton giving off really good vibes." Uh, I'm, ass- I'm assuming that's his play and not his fashionable hats that he likes to throw around. I, I, it's just really funny that a guy like Cam Newton and his this is the ultimate troll of Boston. His unique style of dress is is going to go head to head with the uh, Boston sports fan. So we'll see. I'm sure there's some callers that are. Lining up for sports talk, ready, him, ready to cross the line on his. Outfits. I want him to do great, so that he starts setting trends in Boston. I want to see more oh, hats. 
there there have been a lot of calls about the hats, but the vibes think he's like he's like da- like legitimately dancing twenty four seven in camp. The dude cannot stop dancing. I think he's just happy to be with a team that isn't Carolina, and maybe they'll actually win a few ball games this year. So the dude is just dancing his way to headlines in the Boston Globe. Yeah, agreed. And uh, Kramer, what any sort of big? I mean, the big question, the yes. elephant in the room, is the offensive line. Longtime O line coach retires for the second time. Scarnecchi, is that Scarnecchi, right? Scarnecchi, yeah, Dante, Dante Scarnecchi. So, so the question then becomes: like, are we worried? Are, are as a Patriots fan, you're already losing. You lost Tom Brady. The the win total is dangerously low. I saw it. My instincts were like, what? Not under under double digits. Autoplay. But the the O line the, the I mean especially when you have Cam Newton coming in I would assume that the that's that's an integral piece of keeping him healthy and being able to run some of the the stuff he likes so uh, I, I got to imagine this is the big question mark right yeah I mean I think it's between the offensive line and the linebacker corpse now without Dante Hightower obviously since he opted out with COVID I think those are the two major questions. The thing was with the offensive line last year, guys, David Andrews didn't play. He had blood clots. And so, you know, they kind of rotated in. They eventually, you know, found a center, but it wasn't the same. Andrews is the anchor of that offensive line. And I think that that was very obvious last year, especially towards the end of the season where they, they struggled to run the ball. They struggled to do anything really. I think this year. Um, you're going to see a little grounded pound type game. Honestly, I don't know how many, you know, five step, you know, drops you're going to see with Cam doing. Honestly, I think it's going to be either get the ball really quick or make a play run around and, you know, or, or power football. So I think you're going to see a, a bit of a change of game plan. And so I'm not as worried about the offensive line as, you know, maybe it would be if we're having a guy like Stidham back there instead of a, instead of a Cam Newton Newton again, you guys know very well, Newton's a power guy. He'll run it down your throat. And Damian Harris by all reports has looked like a world beater in, uh, in camp. And I, I think that there's a lot of, uh, low key Patriots fans very excited about him. I think that, you know, Sony Michelle has finally returned to practice uh, after his numerous, numerous injuries. So, you know, hopefully that, you know, Mich- between Michelle and eventually Rex Burkhead and, you know, between, you know, Damian Harris, obviously from Bama and, you know, maybe it sounds like JJ Taylor from Arizona might get some run because he's had, you know, a, a decent camp so far. So, uh, you know, I think you're going to see a, a lot of running, running the ball, especially early on. They're going to try and establish the run is my guess. If, you know, again, obviously Belichick can do whatever, but if, if I had a, if I had a handicap, it, that would be my guess. And so I'm not too worried about um, the offensive line. I, I am worried about the loss of Dante Hightower. Honestly, that, that is my number one key factor going to the season who replaces him. And it's not even so much the actual talent it's getting the defense into set, getting the defense prepared. And I know it sounds like Jawan Bentley is going to be the guy, but I'm still very nervous about that. The, the leadership on the defensive side of the ball and just the actual getting everyone into their positions. Hightower was, you know, one of the best guys in the league at that. And so we're going to see what happens on the defensive side of the ball. I think that is going to cause some issues, especially early on. Well, that combined with losing Shelton Collins and Van Oy, I mean, yeah, the front. I mean, it, it, you you got you're you're really going to test this this elite back end of the defense because I think the front seven is not going to be quite as stout. Well, the pat, they're definitely not going to have the best pressure rate in the league. 
And so they're, they're going to be like Gilmore and the boys are going to be put to te- put to the test and Belichick. Well, yeah. And, and that's kind of Belichick. He's always cu- figured out the defense. Sometimes so he's not tanking for Trevor. We're, yeah, we're positive. I mean, that, that tanking uh, storyline so was, long. was insane that he was like, Oh, I'm going to tank. And he's thinking on the next level, like what about Belichick makes you think this guy is going to tank? Like he's doing everything he can to bend the rules, break the rules and find every single little advantage he can. You think he's going to just throw it all out? Like this is if anything that this year is going to be when he's doing the craziest shit because this year there's probably a lot more wiggle room to find an advantage and his legacy. I mean, I'm sure he would never say that, but his legacy is impacted. Like this is the first year after Brady. Was it him or was it Brady? And yep. and Belichick has an ego like all these coaches. He wants to show, like, no, I was the dude who was behind it all. So he, I, I think that's a, another reason why they brought in Cam. To me, the the success on offense lies on whether or not Cam Newton, how willing of a runner he's going to be able to be. Because on third downs or design runs, if he's running around. Uh, and picking up some extra first downs, keeping them out on the field so that they can, you know, pound the rock and get the play action going. If they can run an offense similar to what the Ravens did last year, uh, I think he can be super successful. But we'll see how willing of a, a runner he ends up being and how much he scrambles. Kurt? Yeah, I mean, when you guys are talking about the the you know the Trevor Lawrence thing, I thought it was fucking ridiculous, and I, I told people that numerous times that. There's no way a guy who first off wants to break the all times wins record and hates Don Shula with like every fiber of his being (laughs) is going to tank in a year, which literally may define his legacy. Like the, the fact that people actually thought and considered that, and there are a lot of Patriots fans who really thought that I was like, this, this is the dumbest fucking argument ever. I don't even know why we're even entertaining this or talking about this for 30 seconds. Not to mention the last time that a team basically you know, did this for a quarterback was the Colts with Andrew Luck. And how'd that turn out? Andrew Luck got to, you know, got you to a few AFC championship games where, you know, the closest you ever got really was in deflation, you know, deflate gate game in the first half. And then you got your shit blown out in the second half. I mean, that, that was the closest that the Colts and Andrew Luck got. It, it doesn't work in football. And, you know, this is not the NBA. It's very different. And the fact that people actually thought that Belichick and the team in general would lose games to get a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who, by the way, I've heard rumors the Patriots don't even like him nearly as much as they like Justin Fields. Like, I, I, I don't know. It just it it sounds absolutely just ridiculous. Man. It there, is insane. There's no other word for it. So maybe Trevor Lawrence one day retires to go backpacking Europe. We'll we'll see oh, if that's maybe. where he ends up. That's a up. good point. Maybe he has an infatuation with the hostels. Sean, should we walk? Yeah, through let's the schedule? let's go through the schedule and and throw out uh, what are, what are the win totals at right now over well, my Of course, la- last year the Patriot Patriots uh, win total was eleven. They went twelve and four, so they cashed once again. Auto play. It's insane. Yep. What, what they won the division with double digit wins every year since 2009 or something stupid. like Yeah. That. And I think this is the first year and in, in God knows how long that they're not like minus money to win the division this year. It's an they're at nine plus one ten on the over minus one forty on the under plus one fifty to win the division seven to one to win the conference and 12 to one to win the super bowl. Wow. Those, I mean, that is massive respect for bill Belichick. Cause there's a lot of, anyway, going through the schedule, Miami at home week one at Seattle week two, Las Vegas at home and at Kansas city. 
That's uh, it's a couple of easy home games, couple of tough road games. Sean, I'll, well, well, uh, two and two, baby. I'm go, I'm going two and two, and this Dolphins team again. <laughs> Sean I mean, loves this Dolphins. Team. I just think, well, I, you I'm love definitely, the Dolphins. I love the Lions. That's what Fitz <laughs> Fitzpatrick. I'm telling you, week one, I'm going to have one lineup with Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker yeah. because they've shown, and especially Fitzpatrick, he's just in such fu mode. Where he's not afraid to throw it around. And, and Devontae Parker is the one of the few receivers who has gotten off on Gilmore. Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, I, I do think there's gonna be a learning curve with this defense and with the new guys and without having Hightower to kind of tell people where to go and and be the Belichick on the field. But I, I think two and two, considering you have road games against Seahawks and Chiefs, is is pretty uh pretty fair uh record there. What Dan, what do you got going the, those first four? Yeah, I, I think that they're going to beat Miami. And, you know, the the Patriots know that team so effing well. And I listen. I know that Flores is going to have Miami gunning the play. I, I think Flores is a really good coach, but I, I'm going to go Patriots early. I think what the line is six and a half, seven, six, something, something around there. I know it opened at six and a half, seven, uh, depending on the book. I, I would probably go Patriots on the points early on. I think Miami is still trying to find out what they're going to be able to do. They're still a pretty young team and. Uh, you know, Fitzpatrick in, in my opinion, the path secondary is, you know, is bullshit about that final game. I, I assure you May, yeah, and, they could have a chip on their shoulder for sure. Oh, oh yeah. And, and I'll tell you the Pats quarterbacks to me. And again, I know that people argue this, that is the best group in the league, just in terms of depth, maybe, maybe not the top two, but just in terms of depth. I mean, you have that, that's that those guys run like six, seven deep. Honestly, they are incredibly deep, very talented. I would not be surprised if the Pats are, are have a chip on the shoulder there going to Seattle week two. You know, I, I want to pick the Patriots, but to be honest with you, you know, I, I don't see them winning that game. I don't think there's a, there a prayer that they win that game. I think they're going to kill Vegas. I, again, I think yeah. Vegas once again is being Raiders. overrated. The Raiders. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone, I think everyone's, everyone's, you know, overrating Vegas. And again, uh, you know, Derek Carr, I think I saw the other day, elite arm tenant, generational arm <laughs> talent for, you know, was one of the scouting reports I read. I, you know, it was it had to be shit. written by David Carr. <laughs> <laughs> Actually it wasn't Carr, but you know, it was someone who might work for a, a four letter network. Uh, <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, and then going against the chiefs, I mean, they, they're, they're not, they're not winning that game. So I think two and two is, is definitely a fair, you know, marker early on. I would not be shocked with one and three. It's definitely an interesting uh, starting set of games week five. And by the way, no one can find the back door quite like <laughs> Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick. So fine, watch out with that one five, week five, Denver at home uh, early bye week, probably good for Belichick this year. San Francisco off the bye at home at Buffalo at the Jets on Monday night. This begs the question. I want to ask Dan, wh- which which team is the worst for you as a fan if they pop up and the win the division this year? Uh Buffalo. Oh, okay. I, 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 I fuck I fucking hate Buffalo, dude. <laughs> I hate I, I hate their fans. I hate everything that has Bill's to do with mafia. that goddamn team. Bill's mafia, Josh Allen, like just fuck off, will you? I mean, seriously. <laughs> Josh Allen might be the I, I went on, we were, you know, we went up, we do the morning show uh, every Thursday morning. I went on and was talking to the guys there. I legitimately think that Josh Allen is a worse quarterback than Brian Orr, and I, I still cannot find anyone to make an argument, <laughs> you know, against me for that. Josh Allen 
sucks. I mean, really, <laughs> I think the guy truly absolutely sucks. So I'm so down on Josh Allen this year. And so if Buffalo wins that division, oh. I'm going to look bad and I'm going to own it, but I'm going to look real bad. All right, Sean, I'm, I'm going to say that this is an, another set of interesting games. Uh, San Francisco, the, maybe they, I'm going to say two and two again, actually. Yeah. Say two and two. Again. I, I don't know. I'm two and two lean into maybe three and one because of that bye week they can figure some stuff out. Um, yeah, I'll go two and two. I don't know. I, I think they turn it on a little bit more in the second half, but two and two for this chunk sounds about right. But the bye, I could see them getting on a little run after the bye. So maybe three and one, but I'll, I'll stick to two and two, Dan, which way are you leaning here on these four? Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to have them losing the Denver. Um, I know it's a home game. I, I, I get it. Uh, I do think that they're, they're not going to be, you know, the impenetrable force in Gillette, no fans, none of that crap. I, I do think it's going to be very different. I think the Broncos have a extremely good offense. I'm a big fan of drew lock. Uh, the defense has always played the Patriots extremely tough. I, I'm going to go with a unscheduled loss there. I do think that coming off the bye. Uh, Belichick is ready for Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan more than maybe any coach in the league. Uh, you know, he knows Shanahan and I had basically two weeks to prepare for him in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And obviously knows Jimmy Garoppolo better than any quarterback in the league, not named Tom Brady. So to me, I'm going to give him a win. I'm going to, you know, at home off a loss, I'm going to give him a win. I'm going to say, that they beat Buffalo on the road, and I'm going to say they beat the Jets on the road. Mm. I know that's a little bit crazy, but I'm going to say that the Jets are going to be horrendous this year, especially defensively. Oh man! And I just I think I I'm I'm just going to say this: Josh Allen is going to suck this year. I'm sticking <laughs> with my take. I have to be consistent with lean it. So into it. Oh, I'm the Patriots on the road. I like it. I like it. Baltimore at home. At Houston, Arizona at home, at Chargers next four. Shit, I mean, Baltimore. This this is another tough stretch their, of games. Their game, schedule is Sean. tough. I mean, there's definitely a win in there, and I'll, I'll because I, I probably would have given them two and a half wins for the previous group of four games. I'm gonna round up and say two wins again. Let's go two and two. Yeah, man. Ah, geez, Ravens at home. That's that's, that's tough. tough. In Houston, they've they've struggled there a little bit. Um, at home against the Cardinals, I like them there, and then even in Los Angeles, that's interesting. They kind of have that back-to-back uh, -back, uh, road games in LA. We'll see how that shapes up coming up uh, in the next four. But I'll go, uh, man. I'll go. Uh, I, I almost want to go three and one, but I'll stick. I'll stick two and two. I, there's just a lot of questions on this team. Dan, what do you got going in this four-game chunk? I think they're going to play Baltimore much tighter than we've, uh, you know, than we saw even to last year. So I, I do think that's going to be a hell of a ball game. I'm going to give them the loss there, even at home. I do think that, you know, they're they're just not going to be good enough this year to really compete with, like, you know, with a team like Baltimore, especially Sunday night game, primetime game. Um, I'm a little worried that Baltimore is going to kind of come in there and maybe blow doors a little bit. Um, especially coming off two road games on the road versus divisional opponents. Yeah. Then I, on the road versus Houston, I'm I'm down on Houston this year, man. I know that there's a lot of people who are, you know, kind of playing. Oh, they're going to be the you know the surprise team of that division. I, I, I'm not. I don't really like Houston and the Pats. Again, lost to last year. 
if you guys remember, Belichick had a there was a lot of people and a lot of Texans saying a lot of crap after that game, saying, you know, we were ready for this one, you know, we knew <laughs> we were gonna beat them all. Like to me, that that's a game Belichick circles on on, you know, on the schedule and says, fuck this team. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make Deshaun Watson throw the ball. 500 times and he better, you know, be able to throw it to, you know, David Johnson down the field, because I, I think they're going to lock him up. Honestly, I think it's going to be very tough for Houston to win that ball game. I'm going to take the bats, Arizona. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give that one to the Pats. I don't feel great about it. I really like Kyler Murray this year. So you never know what that kid's going to do on the road. But again, in new England, uh, you know, one o'clock game, I know that the angle kind of sucks, but I'll still, you know, take New England there and on the road to the Chargers. Man, I, I don't know what you're gonna get out of, you know, if it's gonna be, you know, a week thirteen, Tyrod Taylor's Justin Herbert gonna start. If Justin Herbert's starting, you know, give me the Pats up and down by 40. But if it's Tyrod Taylor, game manager, um, I'll, I'll probably take the Chargers, you know, in LA. Uh so to me, I'll I'll go I'll go two and two. Very conservative. I like it. At, at, to close it out, as you point out, Sean, they're probably going to stay in Los Angeles because four days that, later, that's a tough game at Rams on Thursday night in the same stadium at Dolphins. Then, which late season in Miami, I feel like this is always trouble. Then Buffalo at home on Monday night, Jets at home. I think they have the opportunity to close out with two wins here, depending on on Buffalo's. Uh, I, I, I think Buffalo season is going to go really good or really bad. It's going to be nothing in between. So uh, you know what? I will say they, they drop those first two games and they are playing for the seventh playoff spot down the stretch. Oh, okay. They grab two, they finish eight and eight, Sean. Yeah. I'm going to say three and one. I think they lose the to the Rams and then finish strong with the dolphins, bills and jets and kind of uh, yeah, I just like that for them to finish strong at home. They know the division nine and seven, and that feels about right for this Pats team. It, it's just, it's just this weird thing of like, uh, oh man, it's so weird even predicting that they're not going to have yeah, double digit wins. It's such a, uh, such an odd feeling. Dan, how do you have the Pats closing out? I'm going to say they, they lose to LA a short week. I know they're going to stay in LA. So it's basically going to be like a two week trip out there, but I'm I'm still going to say that's a loss. I think that's a really tough team to prepare for. And again, I still think the Rams kind of remember that Super Bowl and obviously want to put up what more than like what was a three points. <laughs> so, you know, I I do think I do think that the Rams will be ready for that one. And I I do think that that's a it's a really tough ass to kind of do Thursday night on back to back. So, uh, I will take the Rams there. So normally. Uh, at Miami is a scheduled loss for the Patriots. Just, you know, in general, if Tom Brady's playing and it's hot in Miami, it's pretty much a scheduled loss for the Patriots, especially later in the year. Well, Tom Brady is not the quarterback anymore. And I'm going to say that the team is a little bit more prepared, especially fighting for their playoff lives this year. I'm going to say, and I'm going to say Tua is starting by week 15. Um, I'm going to say Tua is going to get at least the final four or five weeks um, by that time. And Bill Belichick's track record against rookie quarterbacks is exactly what you think it is. It, it's stellar. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a little bit of a leap of faith here and say two is starting and the Patriots win. Um, even though it, it's basically a schedule loss every year for the team home versus Buffalo is going to be make or break really the, the win total for me. I think this is what it's going to come down to. Are they good enough to beat Buffalo at home twice in a year? 
Um, I think they, I think they are. So I'm going to give them the W against Buffalo and the W against New York. That is probably a little bit of fandom bias right there to be perfectly. <laughs> I'm going to be open with that. I don't think they're going to be Buffalo twice, but I'm going to say they do just for the sake of this conversation. So I'm going to say what? 10, 10 and 10, 10 and, and six. six, 10 and six. Yeah. You got them going over Sean. You got them uh, <laughs> laying cross straddling the number. Uh, are you going to go with an official play of a pass, Sean? No, I'll, I'll <laughs> say, uh, give me, I mean, I'll come to my head. I'll take uh, Belichick getting plus odds to win over nine, but I mean, nine does sound right, but you're Real. right now. My bookie has it at plus one ten, so I'll I'll take the over I, nine there. I don't like being in a position to take take this under. It feels <laughs> wrong, but it, I do feel like there I, I do feel like there's there's an opportunity for this team to just be mediocre. The problem is their division could also just be trash. So it might not take a lot to still win the division. So Dan's got them going uh ten and six. Any uh any futures you like there? They are Minus two twenty to make the playoffs, plus one sixty five to miss the playoffs over at Odds Shark. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I I don't want any part of that. I would just take the over at nine and hope they kind of figure it out. Dan, any uh any futures you like there? Plus one fifty for the division. I mean, I, I would just take make the pl- I don't know plus one fifty. I would just take the over, but plus one fifty for the division, seven hundred for the conference, twelve hundred for the Super Bowl. That's kind of crazy considering the Bills are plus twenty two hundred and their win total set at the same price. But again, what are the odds the Bills win the Super Bowl? Dan, any any of those futures uh, spark an interest? Um, I, I like the division odds at plus one fifty. I think you're getting some legitimate value there, especially if you shop that around. You might be. I mean, for instance, we were seeing like plus one ten, plus or you know plus one twenty a couple of weeks ago. So plus one fifty, I think, is a, is a little bit of value now. Is it a little bit square? Yeah. Uh, but I still think that ultimately the jets are going to be horrendous this year. Um, you know, based I, to me, the jets are, are going to be, you know, a three or four win team, honestly. Um, and, and that's at best Miami is going to be better, but it really depends on when Tua kind of gets into that team and you know what defensively they're, they're ready for. So I think that they are going to be pretty similar to what they were last year, maybe a little bit better. And I think Buffalo is going to take a step back, which is, you know, pretty much consistent with what I'm saying. So I'm going to have them win the division. I lean the over nine. It's definitely, you know, every year it's an autoplay basically, right? Patriots over wins total bank. Okay. Lock it in. Don't worry about it to the end of the year. You're either pushing, you're winning for the most part this year. I'm a little concerned. I got, you know, some of my local idiot friends to give me over seven and a half once Brady left. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with an over seven and a half. I feel very confident, uh, you know, about that, but uh, you know, in terms of nine, I, nine, 10 is, is the number, man. I think that's a, that's a pretty solid number. I think Belichick is going to do very well with you know, Newton or Stidham or a little bit of a combination of both. Um, I think that the Patriots are going to have a good, not great year. And you know, they're, they're probably, they have like a hundred million dollars or something in cap next year, assuming that COVID doesn't completely screw everything up. So I think you're looking at a new team next year. And I think you're looking at a, a much better, uh, legitimate contender next year than you are this year. I Sean, don't think that they're going to be serious. Sean, the squarest play for the past decade has been taking the over for the new England Patriots. <laughs> but you now can't, you're getting plus odds. You, you can't go wrong there. And I would just point out, like if I'm looking to take, if I liked the Patriots, I would play the division price over the nine, because I think if they get to 10 wins, they win the division. Yeah. I, I could see a world where uh, Buffalo gets 11 wins or they somehow win the tiebreaker at 10. 
I'm with Dan here. Josh Allen ain't winning eleven games, bro. <laughs> well, we got to get to over my dead body, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome! Uh, thanks for calling in, Dan. Make sure you follow Dan on Twitter at Dan Liftshats. Check out his Over Under uh, 98.5 podcast as well. And uh, Dan, appreciate you calling in, man. I appreciate it, boys. Good talking to you. We'll have you on soon. Take it easy. Cheers. Oh yeah, talking DraftKings. Ryan, did you know this? There's 100 million reasons why you should listen up. DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports, is celebrating the return of sports by giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all their customers, including one lucky winner who will take home a $1 million cash prize. Oh my God! Claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways. All you have to do download the app, sign up using the promo code SGP. Enter the DraftKings free football survivor pool. We got our own free roll football contest. Join that and then download the DraftKings app. Download their free survivor pool. And again, you get instant prizes, 100 million instant giveaways. Put yourself in the running to win $1 million cash prize. While you're there, do one of those super fun best ball drafts. I've already, I got like at least seven lineups going already, Ryan. I'm addicted, I'm hooked. And of course, DraftKings, they got a ton of uh, NBA, golf, MLB. If you want to play daily fantasy, DraftKings is the place you play. And again, yeah, load up. I know we'll be doing, we got to do some listener contests this year, Ryan. Uh, we did those back in the day. We're going to bring them back, mm. do some NFL DFS. The Millionaire Makers, only $5 to enter the week one. Already looking at my lineups. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code SGP to claim your share of $100 million in its giveaways and put yourself in the running for the $1 million cash top prize promo code SGP to get your share of $100 million in prizes. Only at DraftKings. eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com for details. Now joining us on the line, Miami Dolphins super fan here to talk dolphins, big Rob, Rob, what's happening, man. Thanks for calling in. Not much. How you guys doing, man? I appreciate you guys bringing me on. I mean, I think I think we're both uh, excited to talk about the Dolphins. We we both have Fitzmagic fever. I, I'm also all in on Tua. I, I love I love the pr- prospects of this team, Sean, which is something we we have not said maybe maybe five years, six years. Adam, when was the last time they were good, Sean? Yeah, yeah, Rob. As a Dolphins fan, uh, is this are, are you any in an area where you have hope? I mean, I feel like it's been a rough couple of couple of years for you guys. Is this the most exciting you've been for a Dolphins team this, this, uh, or just recently? I mean, to be honest, uh, I'm excited every year. I mean, whether <laughs> Chad Henney's out there, Tanner Hill, Cleo Lemon, I've been through it all. I'm always excited for this year. Super excited. I, I think two is going to do big things. Now, when do you, I, I assume it sounds like you're on board with the two, a draft pick. When do you imagine Tua will replace uh, Fitzmagic. I mean, typical Fitzmagic. He'll give you those good three or four weeks. They'll start to fade. I'm hoping by week five, week six, we get him in there. Yeah, I mean, I if I if I'm a, if I'm a fan, it, it's the it's the classic model. Let Fitzpatrick go out there. Let him let him have an awesome week one backdoor cover against the Patriots. Let him go win yeah. a game or two. Uh, and let them also get smashed around a little bit. And then when two is ready to come in, what, what, and, and I guess Sean, when is there? Oh, okay. So not till week 11. So interesting. I wonder when they'll do it. Yeah. I, I obviously, I, I think you want to get to some starts this season. So he's not starting cold next year, but 
I mean, Fitzpatrick has, has looked solid at times. He came in there and we just talked about it. He went into new England and, and knocked him out in a must win game for new England. I, I like the confidence he plays with and he's a fun guy to throw in fantasy, especially because he's secretly kind of a, a quarterback who runs a decent amount. Ryan Fitzpatrick actually led the team last year in rushing yards. Can I can I blow your mind? Two hundred forty three yards, eighth best QBR last year in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, he I'll looked. Yeah, he looked good. Uh, the Dolphins. I mean, there was clearly some sort of tanking for Tua going on, and, and not by like the players because. Brian Flores, those guys were playing hard. I mean, they beat the Eagles when the Eagles should have should have won that game, but the Dolphins were just hanging in there. There's a point in time where the Dolphins were starting 10 rookies on defense. 28 different players made a start on that defense. So, tough to kind of get any sort of continuity when you're going like that. Uh, they traded Minka Fitzpatrick, which I I think in hindsight they maybe wouldn't have traded him away, but now they brought in a, a bunch of uh free agents to help round out the, the defense, which I think should help them. Rob, where are you standing at with the defense of this dolphins team? I, I think, I mean, I think the defense is going to be elite. I mean, uh, it might take some time <laughs> with no training camp, but I mean, Xavier Howard uh, off the pup list today, we got Byron Jones. He, he doesn't get interceptions, but you know, he, 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 he can shut somebody down and you know, it's like, which way do you go? You know, when, when Xavier's healthy, his knees feeling good. He's shutting people down as well. So I, I think, you know, we got Benoit in the mix. We brought in Shaq Lawson. We got some good pieces there. So I think we'll definitely make some noise. I mean, it, it, it there, it has shades of what Patricia did in, in Detroit brought in a bunch of reinforcements. Uh, I think the difference was like when I watched the two, one is clearly a good football coach and one would be a shitty Madden coach. Patricia is just not a guy who should be coaching men. And Flores looks like a coach of men. And one of the things I wrote down, like Sean, we watch a lot of games every week and we ended up watching a lot of the end of these dolphins games Yeah, in a season where they had no business winning games. I mean, they, I think they were exceptionally lucky. I think their, their expected wins were three and a half or something, Sean, <laughs> they, they had no business, but they had the right quarterback. They had the right coach to say, fuck it. Let's go ball, and even though they had a historically bad defense, there there's reason to be optimistic because you have a coach that seems to get it, and I I know what that feels like now. I'm watching that as I watch <laughs> Mr. Joe Judge <laughs> all rise, tape tennis balls to their hands so they don't learn how to hold. See what <laughs> I see what I have to deal with, Rob. Can you believe this? I mean, you look at that. I mean, they started out zero and seven. And finish five and eleven. So there, there's kind of a reason to be a little bit optimistic. You sprinkle in. They brought in some 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 reinforcements for at the running back position. Devontae Parker finally looked the part of a first round all world receiver. Finally. It sucks that Hearns finally. and Wilson are out, but they brought in offensive linemen. I'm told that Eric Flowers is much better at guard than he was at tackle. The turn, the human turnstile. I miss that guy. And when I was researching the team, I'm like, is this the same Eric Flowers? But, but I, I do want to get back to Tua because if Tua is coming in, it's probably probably because the season isn't going all that well. If it's magic gets them and we're going to go through the schedule here in a second, but if it's magic gets them out to a hot start, are you still calling for Tua? I mean, with Fitzpatrick, it, it's normal eight, nine weeks in that arm gets a little dead. 
So I'm thinking either he, he, he gets that dead arm or he might get a little banged up. And then, you know, we, we let Tua come in. I'm all done with Josh Rosen. I don't want to hear about him. The beat riders <laughs> down in Miami hyping him up a little bit. No, had, no, they're I'm not. All set oh. with him. I'm all set with him. I'm all set with him. Yeah, they, they will give him some hype the first first week. Oh, he looks good. He looks good. I'm all set. I, I've seen enough last year. Yeah. I'm all done with that. Yeah, give me two of Josh Rosen uh, times seem to have passed him by. Oh, man. But I could see a scenario where, you know, maybe they're four and seven, four and eight, and then Tua comes in and goes on a little run. I mean, figuratively and Sean, literally, a mobile quarterback like that's kind of hard to defend, especially late in the year when you haven't seen it. Do you know who led the league in yards per play from the empty backfield set? Ryan Fitzmagic, nine point two yards I, per I mean, play. The, the deeper I dove in this Dolphins seem I'm like seventy five percent on the DVO DVOA scale. It, it, I mean, they they were flat out like they were flat out elite. Well, and and here's a little nugget: their sack margin last year was negative thirty five. Oh, so shit. meaning they meaning they let up thirty five more sacks. Horrible. than they actually got. I, I think the defense will be uh, better. I like the draft pick Curtis Weaver. He had 19 and a half uh, tackles for loss at Boise State, and, and they brought in some other guns on the defensive side. So if they can, that minus 35 sack margin, that feels like it'll even out a little bit. Even if they can just get it to like minus 10 or close to even, that's a huge swing in in their drives where they're getting the ball field position wise. Like that can really change a lot. And I love their strategy of loading up on the offensive line. They got two offensive linemen in the top 40. You got to build through the trenches. Austin Jackson and uh, Robert Hunt. So. I like what they're doing long term, and uh, fantasy wise, I, I, again, I'm going to, especially with Hearns and Albert Wilson opting out, look for Mike Kosicki to be playing in the slot a lot, and uh, Preston Williams, kind of an interesting deep fantasy option as well. So, oh yeah, uh, and we've seen the 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 Fitzpatrick numbers. He'll have a couple games where he throws for 300 yards and kind of goes off. I think Big Rob kind of nailed it. It's Fitzpatrick can do that for maybe three four weeks, and he's going to hit that Fitz magic wall. Rob, yep. Rob, are yep. you are you uh are you currently living in the Miami area? No, no, no. I I, I, live, I live in Boston. From Boston, born and raised. Oh, okay. Well, then, how, how'd you become a? Because I was going to ask you about the the heat and humidity in Miami and how much it's going to factor in the games. But how did you end up becoming a uh, a Dolphins fan in in Boston? So, uh, long story short, uh, my dad's from New York. So, I mean, growing up. You know, me and my brothers, we, we weren't allowed to like any Boston teams. <laughs> so that's kind of, kind of just kind of just fell into it. I'm a Dolphins fan, Pistons fan, Penguins fan. So I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of any Boston teams at at the moment, and I'm definitely a big Yankees fan. Oh wow, he is! You're just all over the map. <laughs> I like it, Rob. It's a baby fucking wheel behind man. enemy lines. Just I picture him just walking around. The uh, the streets of Boston, wearing his you know Dolphins jersey, I, I Yankees only, hat, <laughs> and just getting a lot of looks, and no one messes with Big Rob, Ryan. That's why they call him Big Rob. He's he's gonna bring I, I, I it. Get if, I get flack all the time. All the time I'm getting flack all the time. I, I take bet. that off. Why you got that on? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the Dolphins too. Like imagine that. That's a curse. I, I I feel for you, man. You've been watching fucking goddamn Patriots win these fucking Super Bowls. But uh, but the Dol- even in this even in this run though, the Dolphins have been a have been a thorn in the Patriots side, especially in Miami. So we'll see if that continues on now that they don't have a uh, Tom Brady Kramer. Let's uh, let's walk through the schedule. See where we got this dolphins team at. What was the, 
What was their win total, or what's well, it at right now? Sean, of course, bookie. last year they scraped out five wins, screwed up the tank job, still got their man. They went over the win total. I remember every week uh, we got an update from Mr. Justin Decker on who how bet he, the under, yeah, uh, at four and a half. Uh, this year it's popped all the way up to six and a half. Sean minus one forty on the over, plus one ten wow. on the under, plus eight fifty to win the division. Uh, I'm, I'm, I might be crazy, but that feels like a nice price. 40 to one to win the conference, 80 to one to win the Super Bowl. First four games at New England, Buffalo at home, at Jacksonville on Thursday night, Seattle at home. What do you, I I don't want to go first. Rob, how you got them going to those first four? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm looking definitely one with the possible two. I mean, I'm not really sure what, what New England got. I mean, it's unbelievable how many Cam Newton fans I talk to every day. A bunch of guys <laughs> never talk about him, but now everybody and their grandmother, oh, we got Cam Newton. Cam Newton's here. So <laughs> I, 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 I see a little potential. We're going back to the scene of the crime where we ended last year. And I'll feel pretty confident rolling in week one. So I, I, I'm going to go with two. Mm, all right, Sean, what are you going? That's. I'm 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 with my boy, Big Rob. I, I think I think they pull out two wins. I mean, that Seahawks. Game that that should be tough on paper, but that is a crazy. I don't think you can travel anymore for a game. And again, September, even early October, it's going to be hot as shit in Miami. And I think with this short amount of conditioning time, I, I think they're going to be a little scrappy. We'll see. They, I definitely like them to cover some of these. Minshew, but I'll, go, I'll go. I'll go two and two. Minshew is a young Fitzpatrick. He's not. He gonna, really is. He will not be defeating Yoda this season. I, I, you know what? I'll join you guys in a very optimistic start here. I think they actually beat. I think they beat Buffalo, and I think they beat Jacksonville. They go two and two. Next four at San Francisco, at Denver, Chargers, Rams, both at home. Interesting. L.A. teams back to back in Miami. Those road games are tough, Sean. Well, and they're both. Uh, they're both early kickoffs, so you gotta love. Again, maybe there isn't. I feel like every time we talk about this, then you look up the deep stats. It's not quite there, but as a gut handicapper, you as a gut handicapper, West Coast teams kicking off at both uh, 10 a.m. on the West Coast time. I think that's going to be a little tough in San Francisco and in Denver. Yikes, that's going to be trouble. And uh, I, I'm going to have to say one and three there. I, I think I think that's a little bit of a tough run, Kramer. Yeah, I'll go one and three with you. I think they get a win against one. Here's the thing, though. They could totally beat. Bo- I, I think they probably beat Go- Goff on the road. Let's go one and three. One and three is my uh, my final answer. Rob, what do you think? Uh, I'm on board as well. I mean, I've been watching a little bit of Hard Knocks. I mean, uh, <laughs> McVay, McVay's barber got a job now, so we'll definitely <laughs> get one of the LA one of the LA teams for sure. So I, I'm going one and three as well. Next four, Sean at Arizona. Another two at home. Jet, or I'm sorry, the Jets, and then the bye week, and then out of the bye week, they have the Jets Whoa, again. What a weird! Uh, so they cork. play the Jets in back-to-back spots with a with a bye week in between, and then they have the Bengals. So uh, at Arizona, Jets bye week at Jets, Bengals. Man, I mean, getting the Bengals at home, and that and that could be where Burrow kind of hits that rookie wall. Burrow early versus De- Tua, early December, and maybe that's. Maybe that's where they start. Uh, I mean, if they lose to the Jets at home, I, I definitely think they're they're calling for Tua in that bye week. Uh, although he would be starting on the road, maybe they start him the week before against that Jets team. I think it's tough to beat the Jets twice, even though they're the Jets. And I, they split. I think they're probably the worst team in the division. And I think they, I think Bengals at home in December. I kind of like that for the Dolphins. I'll go two and two. I'm two and two as well. 
Rob, what do you yeah. got him going there? I, I'm looking to two and two as well, but don't be surprised if that Jets locker room isn't exploding by then with Adam Gates running the show. Oh yeah, I'll go two and two, but with the bye week in between, possible to steal a third, but. I'll go two and two, and, and 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 we'll get to this later. But it's not just that Adam Gase is there; it's Adam Gase and Greg Williams. Yeah, it really is a just a Molotov cocktail full of shitty coaches that's about to explode just, and burn them down. I'm just picturing Greg Williams stuffing Adam Gase into a locker. Rob, on a scale of zero to ten, how much do you hate Adam Gase? Uh, I I, I love I loved him for the first year, second year, but once he once he left, and then you. You heard some of the details, and you look at all the good guys he let go as well. I mean, give away Jarvis Landry for a bag of chips. You know, I just can't forgive that. So I, I'm not a fan. I, I hate him. Give me, give me the nine and a half. Right. <laughs> he left a little room for women. Uh, I mean, when you see Tannehill balling out in Tennessee, you're like, what the hell, Adam Case? <laughs> I mean, exactly. I, I don't understand it. Kramer, last four. Last four. Kansas City at home. New England at home. At Las Vegas on a Saturday. At Buffalo to close oh. out the season. This is an amazingly tough stretch. They get a game though. They're gonna beat New England. Give me one and three. Uh, yeah, one and three is is the way to go here. Unfortunately for the Finns, that is a tough way to close it out. One and three. Rob, where are you at with them? Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with two. I, I I'm not how sure. I'm not how sure how good Vegas will be at to come the end of the year. You know so what? I'm gonna go two. I'm It'll going two and two as well. All right, you guys have convinced me. Yeah, F- give me two and two. It's Gruden in December. He's already checked out. He's, yeah, he's already focused on the draft. I mean, a team moving in that first year that they move as a team that's always a wild yeah. year, and then you factor in that they're living in Vegas and the whole COVID thing. Uh, you're right. I, I two and two. So what? What do I have them going? They're seven going, and nine. All three seven of and us. nine. The streams have crossed, uh, and that sounds right. I mean, it's a fun. I don't know if I would actually bet this right now because the juice is just so crazy at minus one forty. But um, yeah, over six and a half sounds about right. Isn't the way you bet this by taking them to win the division for I, a little? That's time. what I was in this wild. This is crazy because the Jets are plus seven fifty to win the division. I would much rather have the Dolphins plus. Serious question. This is a dead serious question. Could you not see Ryan Fitzpatrick being the best quarterback in the AFC East this season? Certainly, certainly. I mean, with Cam Newton, yeah. the the uncertainty with Cam, his injury. So why is history, he plus eight fifty? You know what? I, I think uh, take the over. But really, we I'm, found some gold here, Sean. At eight fifty, maybe a small uh, little uh, barking dog play <laughs> on the Miami Dolphins to win the division. I, I mean, I really. What's li- them to make the playoffs, Sean? I really like. Uh, I mean, I really like the Bills, and we'll get to them in a little bit. But um, yeah, or you're right. Maybe make the playoffs is is, is the it way. Plus four hundred. It's got to be. It's probably. It's got to be over three hundred. It's plus three seventy five no, to make the playoffs. Put that in. Put that in the column. Minus six hundred yeah, nice. not to make it, and maybe that's real more Seven realistic. Teams, eight and eight. Yeah. Seven teams. I mean, I. Uh, you know, we I didn't I didn't feel like I was overly generous to the Dolphins, and we got them to seven wins. Well, and and we've definitely mentioned it, but I, I don't think it can be stressed enough that Brian Flores is a good coach, and in this year uh, of just kind of weirdness, I we think, think coaching is gonna well, yeah, from that first year, and we'll see. It's a it's a small sample size, but in this year of weirdness, I think coaching is gonna matter more than ever. So yeah. 
pencil me in, make playoffs at plus three seventy five. Sean, imagine going back in a time machine and trying to explain to ourselves that our Eric Flowers was going to help <laughs> fix an offensive line in Miami. That is, yeah, that is still a bit of a red flag. Uh, Rob, any any future action you like? Eight fifty on the division, four thousand on the conference, uh, eight thousand on the Super Bowl. I think definitely look at that playoff spot. I mean, Chan Gailey's in town now. Chad O'Shea's out of here. You know, Fitzpatrick's very, very comfortable with Chan Gailey. So, you know, I think I think they can make something work. Not to mention Ryan. Look out for your boy in fantasy as they afford this year. He's looking pretty good down there in training camp, and he has a good shot to play the slot. Oh man, he he left a year early from Tech for no goddamn reason. I'm, I really hope it works out for him because he was a really he's an he's an un, he's a lot like Cam Phillips in that he just. He had, he's like Cam Phillips with speed. He just, his hands were, he never dropped the ball. And so if he can get on the field, I guarantee he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to produce because as Sean pointed out earlier, it's Devonte Parker, a, a guy we, we think who's going to step up in Preston Williams. And then, you know, a bunch of cobwebs and then Gasicki. Isaiah Ford, baby. Yeah. yeah. Isaiah right. Ford, it, it, one last thing. Isaiah, sure. Isaiah Ford is Fitzpatrick's favorite receiver. Patrick goes to him when it comes to the playbook. Isaiah Ford, very, very, very smart player. Oh, love oh. it. This is why this is why we have the fans call in because Isaiah Ford wasn't even in my it wasn't on my radar, but now possibly a week one stack with Ryan <laughs> Fitz. Well, imagine. We go with the double stack, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know I'm gonna be all over that. Rob, appreciate you calling in. Are, are you on uh, Twitter or anything you want to throw out there? Yes, yes, I'm on Twitter, Big Rob, nineteen eighty nine thirty six. I appreciate you guys. Let me on. All right, appreciate it, Rob. Thanks again, man. Go Dolphins. Thank you. Take it easy, boys. BetQL, baby, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Grab it on uh, the Google Play Store, the Apple Store, wherever great apps are downloaded. Make sure you grab that BetQL. They got that best bets algorithm, five star plays. I think hitting at sixty seven percent. Oh my god! Again, just a bunch of data to make you a smarter, better over at BetQL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and of course the National Football League, which is kicking off in two weeks. Can you believe it? You live in Jersey, PA, Indiana, Colorado, West Virginia. They got exclusive offers for you as well. There, again, BetQL. It's just uh, it's a nice little betting app in your betting toolkit, and if you use the pro- promo code SGP twenty, you get twenty percent off your first subscription. SGP twenty for your first subscription. Just download the app in the App Store or head over to betql.co. Promo code SGP twenty for twenty percent off. It's important to have a diverse set of tools in your fanny pack. Actually, I. Uh, I like I like BetQL because I I use a bunch of random stuff and kind of go in and out. But BetQL it's nice. It's very simple, very easy to use. You pull up uh, pull up the app. They got like they really dig deep for some of these trends, and, and they're pretty crazy. All the trends they list out. It's like you know on the road on Thursday night they're eight and ninety four against the spread. Like they really kind of they're a big time trend engine. Every sort of angle that you want trend wise is there, and then the sharp square money that's always good to see as well. So and it, and it's very clean, simple to use. Some of these things it's just like <laughs> information overkill. I'm just trying to place a bet on a game where I don't know what I'm doing. Just give me give me gut handicapper here. Yeah, coming through. 
I need like a four star gut uh, system for my picks. Kramer talking about the Jets. <laughs> now, I'll be honest. I wanted to try and make a case for the Jets because it's interesting. Okay. It's interesting, right? It's interesting to talk about the Jets and be high on the Jets because yeah. I've I've you got to be I've done battle with uh, Colby saying that Sam Darnold's a decent quarterback. He just needs a chance. I c- still kind of am leaning to that uh, prediction that he is a decent quarterback. I mean, he was seven and six as a starter last year. Of course, Mono uh, took Sam down, and uh, <clears throat> certainly the Jets' chances there. I wrote that down too. I said, "Remember, Sam Darnold got mono." It feels like <laughs> another decade, but I mean, just hopping into the Jets subreddit, looking at uh, Football Outsiders, yeah. looking at Warren Sharp stuff, it's just like people are stoked shit. about Joe Flacco. Everyone, right? Cool. <laughs> After he gets his back surgery, that's when Flacco's really going to be slinging it. It's really, it's really funny to read the Jets chapter in the Football Outsiders because it's basically it's all about like, wow, their run defense was really good, and that's without CJ Mosley, and if he comes back. Oh, he's opting out. And then it was like, oh yeah, they're they're uh they're really looking good with that uh that Jamal Adams guy. Oh, he's not there. He's traded. Yeah, and then like, oh wow, you gotta love the draft picks like Denzel Mims. Oh, he's hurt already. It, they're just full jet mode already. This the, is from- the most the best thing about the team is that Greg Williams <laughs> turns out he can coach a defense. Well, and he can also still get into it with Jamal Adams after he he sounded like a scorned lover. Like, oh, he's gonna get bored with that. Like, it almost sounds like an ex-wife. Like, oh yeah, he's hooking up with that hot little number now. He's gonna get bored. She doesn't know how to cook his meals right. Like, Craig Williams just sounded like a jilted lover. She's probably gonna throw Miracle Whip on those sandwiches. He don't like that. Is she is she a freak like me? The Jets, though, this was from their Reddit. Quote, it was an ugly inner squat scrimmage in uh Floorham Park as the first team offense was shut out and had three turnovers, and the starting defense gave up twenty points to the second team offense. Oh my the God. backups ended up winning twenty seven <laughs> to nothing. It sounds like they got the wrong people starting, Sean. Yeah. I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. Either our first team sucks or we have yeah. awesome backups. Joe Joe Flacco. And leave it yes, to please. Leave it to Adam Gase to figure out like not no. to know who to start. No, actually, don't leave it to Adam. and Brashad Perryman, who was a guy that I I was kind of jealous when the Jets signed him because I, I thought he I liked what I saw out of him towards the end of that Tampa Bay season. I mean, there was a lot of like garbage points and yards, but I he looked good. And of course, uh, there uh, he's injured as well. So Mackay Becton, Mackay ex- Becton, that's exciting. Just a giant of a man. I'll include the uh, tweet over at Sports Gambling Podcast. <laughs> But there's a uh, there's a photo of Makai Becton standing next to Jamison yeah. Crowder, and it's, it is oh my god! I mean, Jamison Crowder is like five seven, and how are they playing the same sport? Yeah, how are they the same species of human? Like they don't look anything alike. Uh, but but but, jet- but, that, but isn't that the case for the Jets? That they they actually have. They, 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 on the offensive side of the ball, say what I know the, the your argument against is going to be, but Adam Gase. Yeah. And so if we just avoid saying, but Adam Gase, uh, they went seven and nine last year when their quarterback got mono. And, and do you remember how bad the backups were? They yeah. didn't have a chance. I mean, God bless Mike Leach, but Luke Falk was not an NFL quarterback when he had to come in and play for the Jets. They closed out the season six and two. So there's reason to be optimistic, but really, it comes down to, you know, Darnold is one of these quarterbacks. He's got a little Fitzmagic in him in that he's a streaky guy. 
And when things start going wrong, he pushes harder, gets more aggressive and things seem to spiral out of control. If he can just not do that and then just use the the tools around him. I know people aren't going to be super high on the receiving core, but Jamison Crowder is a great NFL receiver. I mean, he gets open. He's he's going to be reliable. a PPR machine. Rashad Perryman. I mean, we haven't really seen. I I don't think the best of him, but I I will say this: Darnold is going to put up numbers this year. I like Le'Veon Bell as well in fantasy. If you want to get into that, and, and he's a guy who you want to talk about a guy with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, a year after a, a very ho hum season, and again they were seven and nine last year. They weren't a horrible team. Granted, they were a little lucky on the schedule. They were a little lucky in the wins department, but still. So the case here is that, and then when you flip over to the defensive side of the ball, and you, you okay, Jamal Adams left, and and and, and okay, CJ Mosley opted out again. But again, the run defense really good last year. Uh, Quinton Williams really good. Greg Williams looks to be. Uh, Quinton Williams only had 19 pressures last year, and they brought him in to create. A disruptive pass rush, and I, I think yeah, I think they he didn't needs have to make the, a leap. They didn't the have a pass rush, which is what made their run defense even more impressive. So I think, as we've seen before, when you have a defense that's very one-dimensional and can stop the run, you can still have effectiveness. Now the problem was the Jets' pass rush was god awful, and, and that's you know. I think that's going to be a problem. I think what the, the, the downgrade in the pass rush is going to be a problem because when you look at what they did last year, they were, they were a good defense, right? They were, they were a very good defense. They were top 10 DVOA and they were one of only two defenses who were in the top 10 DVOA and did not get lucky with turnovers. So 31st in fumble luck, 30th in field goal luck. So maybe those bounce back a little bit to me. Why I'm down on the Jets is a Adam Gase. No, B, it's a fair, it's a fair, B, no point. Jamal Adams who really can really seem to impact that defense. And really the offensive line is the, is the biggest red flag yeah. for this team. Establish the run has them the 28th ranked offensive line and really like no continuity. I mean, I, I think they're looking at four new starters for the offensive line and Makai Becton is a giant of a man. And I think he could be good. You never know. Bust alert, but right? that's what we said during the draft process. When you have a freakishly big guy, I think it's going to take him a little while to figure out. I mean, he's going up against some fast defensive ends. It's going to take a little bit to figure it out. And Adam Gase just doesn't play to his strength. One, the offense is very predictable. Like, I mean, you know, Warren Sharp was killing them because every time they were in 12 or 13 personnel, they were running the ball. Like, very, you look at the formation, they don't do a lot of preset motion. Whatever the formation is, that's when you know they're either going to run or pass. Sam Darnold was much better in shotgun versus not in shotgun. What did they do? They made him go under center a bunch. Like Adam Gase is just that classic coach that does nothing to adjust his system uh, and just forces. He's like he's like a dumber Chip Kelly. Like Chip Kelly at least could scheme up a decent offense. He was very stubborn, but Adam Gase is like a worse Chip Kelly. He's like someone learning how to bluff at poker. He's like, oh, if I. I, I pretend mean, like I'm nervous. The only thing I like about Adam Gase or respect is that he did uh, <laughs> decaf nose beers, aka smelling salts, on the sideline. That I like about him. And him and Greg Williams, I could just see going to town on smelling salts, yelling football guy stuff at each so, other. Just riddle me. I don't know how hard Knox fucked this up. If you wanted to do two teams, how did you not do this in New York? With all rise, Joe Judge, my man, who's a fucking sound drop machine. Did you hear the one the other day about him 
talking about how they're going to throw soap in, in some socks and go beat the shit out of Daniel Jones. I, pop the pads a little bit. I mean, this guy, I, I love how much you have to be loving him, but you have to pretend like you hate him. And then you, you would have had the beautiful Adam, Adam and uh, Greg. That's just a, that's a buddy cop movie waiting to happen. Just Adam Gase, just doing loads of cocaine and, and Greg Williams. Just, I don't know. Complete speculation, I, but Greg Williams, I would they're I would both see doing probably cocaine. on uh, team nose beers. Unlimited. Unlimited. I, I guess the, the, to me, the question is, is simply can I mean, I think, I think Sam Darnold and Josh Allen are, are on a very similar trajectory. I know you're going to, you're going to disagree and you're going to yeah. li- like Josh Allen a bit more, but I think when you dive into the numbers, both guys, um, you know, Josh Allen's a gamer. Sam Darnold. The biggest jump you make in your careers from year one to year two. And while uh, Josh Allen made a much bigger jump for sure, uh, they both they both turned out to be, you know, merely mediocre at best. So I think with Darnold too, it's the variance. He his highs were maybe higher, but his lows were pretty low. Uh, he remember that Pats game? Spiraled out of control. Quarterback rating of three point six. Sean, should we go through the schedule? Let's do it. Let's talk Jets at Buffalo, San Francisco at home, at Indy, Denver at home on Thursday night. Which one do they get? They get the Thursday game, right? Mm. You know what? Here's, I'm gonna go 0-4. Here's my bold prediction: They beat the 49ers because of that run defense. That that's not a bad matchup for them, uh, and especially with the 49ers. I'm gonna I mean, say two every, and two. Every skill position is just destroyed right now for the 49ers. I'm gonna say 0-4. Owen four for Sean. By the way, last year seven and nine. The se- the win total for them was seven. This year at six and a half, minus one hundred five on the over, minus one twenty five on the under, plus seven fifty for the division, seventy to one for the conference, one hundred twenty five to one for the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's no respect. Next four: Arizona at home, at Chargers, Buffalo at home, at Kansas City. One and three. I, I just don't see this team. I think they can either beat the Cardinals at home or. <sighs> I don't like them in it, it, in you, Los Angeles. I don't like them against the Bills team, and the, I don't like them in Kansas City. The AFC East teams they play each other well. I mean, they beat each other up. The home. I I don't know if you can just give away a home game like that. Uh, I don't think Arizona is going to be traveling well to the East Coast. That would be my hunch on that. I, I think you got them going two and two. I think Greg Williams uh, is is the wrong kind of coach for Kyler to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go two and two. One and three is generous. Next four, Kansas, or I'm sorry, New England on Monday night football at Miami bye week. Miami again. So both teams play each other with a bye. They both have the bye week in between. What a strange thing. And then Las Vegas at home. Oh man. I think they split with the Dolphins. Yeah. They could win two of these. And they get another one. So two and two. Two and two. At Seattle, at huh. Rams on Saturday, Cleveland at home, at New England. They finish one and three. I, I think they finish one and three as well. So what? Five and eleven? Seven and nine for me. Seven and nine, Ryan. So you're taking the over on the New York Jets. Your Jersey Jets. <laughs> I got a yeah, five I'll and eleven, right? I'll take the over. Five yeah. and eleven. You got five and eleven, Sean. Yeah. I I'm I would be shocked if this team wins seven games or gets to 500. I, I mean, in the time of COVID, Ryan, coaching matters the most. My predictions have been such dog shit. I'm like right around 500 with all my team. I, <laughs> being real pussy here. Sometimes you gotta 
You got to make a hot take. Oh, hot, 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 hot. The Jets being horrible, not that hot, but five wins. That's where they're tapping out. We're giving out all these win totals. We're betting on them, but we could, you could be taking this action. You could be mm. starting your own sports book over at ACE per head. ACE per head makes it super easy to start your own sports book. All you got to do is go to aceperhead.com slash SGP, fill, uh, fill out a one form. And just like that, a couple clicks of the button, you are owning and operating your own digital sports book. Bang. Maybe, you know, COVID stuff's going crazy. Maybe, maybe they cut your hours. Maybe you got furloughed. Maybe you lost your job. Become your own business owner. Start your own business. Become a small business owner. Become a sports book. Ace per head. Plus, they have live betting, amazing mobile experience. Any kind of bets you want to take as a bookie, Ace per head will get you set up. Aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP for up to six weeks free. Stop trying to beat the bookie, Ryan, and just become a bookie. Final team, the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons. And, and wouldn't the Bills being good in, in this season be the ultimate 2020 thing? Like it's just it just makes so much sense that this is the year I, the Bills finally do it. I know you want them to be great. I do. I like I like the I like the Bills. Briefly and, lived in upstate New York. And I do too. And I went into this is one of those teams where I went into this. I wanted to like the Bills. I wanted to like, I like the Bills. everything about the I Bills. did the number, I did the datas. I couldn't I couldn't find a giant hole in this Bills team. Oh, okay. I, I just couldn't. I, I couldn't I dug find deep. See, I couldn't find enough evidence to suggest that Josh Allen is going to be good. I couldn't find enough evidence to prove the Kramer metric, the K metric wrong. <laughs> because while and while I was pointing this out earlier, the largest jump that quarterbacks make in their career is from year one to year two. And he made a massive jump. The average jump is 12% in the DVOA column. He made a 24% jump, but he was still well below zero, well below average. And that's what concerns me. And while he, he did his thing and he balled out, I think we're too, I think honestly, Sean, I think we're remembering the Sims a little bit. And I think we're also remembering the, the, the good moments towards the end of the season. You know what, you know what I'm remembering, Ryan? What do you remember? The Thanksgiving win yeah. against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. That's when <laughs> That's Josh Mal, Josh Allen was no longer a boy. He was Josh Allen, the man. And granted, they lost that playoff game, but the way he, the reckless abandon which with with which he played and just not giving a shit and throwing his body all over the place, I love that in a player. And I and I think this team really responded. They have a shitload of continuity. Uh, you know, they're bringing back almost the entire defense. Stephon, uh, uh, John Brown, Cole Beasley, best statistical years of their career. Yeah. And, and yeah, and we Josh like Allen, Diggs because he has the big catch radius for Allen to be uh, to make it a little with. easier. And Allen, he only completed thirty five percent of his passes downfield, or past fifteen yards, which is horrible. But you bring in Stephon Diggs, that should be a huge help. Since two thousand four, thirteen quarterbacks other than Allen produced negative DR scores in each of their first two seasons. DR is essentially a, a, a normalized metric of how effective you are as a passing quarterback. Minimum hundred passes in each season. Uh, this is the list of those quarterbacks: Alex Smith, Charlie Fry, Vince Young, Sam Bradford, John Skelton, Blaine Gabbert, Brandon Whedon, Geno Smith, EJ Manuel, Zach Mettenberger, CJ Beathard, Josh Rosen, and Sam 
Darnold. Well, and I would say of those, I, I could see almost an Alex Smith type connection where Alex Smith is very conservative. Josh Allen, not afraid to ball out, but similar in the fact that they're a guy, if you give them a good defense, if you no. give them a good supporting cast, they can win you games. Like he's not afraid to run the ball. I, I'm buying into the Zach Moss fantasy hype. Devin Singletary's fumbling issues yeah, I saw that, that came out. So Zach Moss is, uh, is stock is rising as far as fantasy. This is a little nugget that I didn't know. And this is why I, I'm, I enjoy doing the research halfway through the season. I think they were six and two, six and three, the offensive coordinator moved from being on the sideline to up in the booth. So he was actually able to help see what was going on in the field and radio down pre-snap stuff to Josh Allen, which mm. really helped his game because uh, like you said, Josh right, Allen's not, got, not got great vision. He's got a little of that Jared Goff in him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And you know who, you know, who got to a super bowl in spite of the fact of not being really good, Jared Goff. And that's actually kind of a great example that Rams had a good defense. They put uh, Jared Goff in positions to succeed. And they just said, don't mess this up. And that's what he did. I would say, you know, Jared Goff is maybe better at protecting the ball, or at least in those, in those good seasons he had. What I, I think Josh Allen brings to the table is running the ball. Like that's huge. Yeah. No, no, I him agree. being able to keep drives alive, him getting those first downs on third down, uh, I think is huge. And for their schedule, yes, their schedule is tough at times, but their uh their first five games, they face four of the bottom half in pass defenses. So a quick start really could help Josh Allen's confidence yeah. for the rest no, of the season. It's there. And, but, but again, you know, more of the regression, right? Last year they were, they had a very easy schedule. The schedule gets tougher this year. It's not super hard, but the schedule does get tougher. I think in general, when you look at, uh, and by the way, Sean, the, the football outsiders, they, they try to make the comparison uh, or, or loosely make the comparison to cam Newton as the comp for hmm. Josh Allen, which they kind of point out is, is, is disrespectful to cam Newton, which isn't a, isn't a great sign for, uh, for Mr. Allen. But I think the, the look, you can be optimistic. He, he went out, he's got the attitude. That's what you want to see. Yeah. The question becomes, you know, is this defense ready to maintain another top 10 season? I think probably right. McDermott, that's kind of his thing. Uh, great coach. They, they have talent uh, led by, of course, Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker from my, my, uh, I like uh, Ed Oliver had a great rookie year. They bring in Quentin Jefferson round out that defensive uh, line. Tredavious white, awesome cornerback, great pair of safeties. Uh, Josh Only Norman the Eagles and the bills had top five stuff rates on offense and defense. So. Yeah. Josh Norman kind of in the mix for the second uh, cornerback, which is a huge red flag, red but flag. he's already he's already hurt. So, but the, but the fact I understand that, that Sign, signing signing Norman is a bad sign. I get it. He co- he played for McDermott in the past, and so maybe there's that rel- But that guy clearly is he's has, cooked. Is, is is not someone you necessarily want to have an, in a locker room where your leadership core is on the younger side. So that would concern me. Another area to maybe look for a little regression is they had no injuries on the offense. They they lost one game to injury from their offensive line last year. That continuity had a lot to do why they with, with their ten and six record, and you can't expect that to happen year to year. So and, and and the other part, Sean, they made a big jump in DVOA last year too. They were thirty first the <laughs> Josh Allen's rookie year. They jumped all the way up to twenty first. So. You know, it's hard to see them make another massive jump. So it's really going to be elite defense, and as you say, manage the game, win it with your legs. Anything else you want to throw out about the Buffalo Bills before I no, give you the I'm, deets? I'm I'm Jack for ten this and Bills. six last year. They went well over that total of six and a half. 
This year it's all the way up to nine. Sean over is minus one forty five. Under is plus one fifteen. They are the favorites wow, to win the division. Plus one hundred to win the division is insane. Twelve to one to win the conference. Twenty two to one to win the Super Bowl. Strangely, the value appears to be on the conference, just based on the fact that the 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 Patriots price is all skewed. But as I, <laughs> as I pour water all over the place, oh man, Ryan just dumped a Lacroix all over. <laughs> didn't, oh, it didn't get on any electronics, but make sure you check out the YouTube for that one. We're good. Uh, let's go through the schedule. How is, how is it not me, Ryan? I'm always the guy who spills stuff. Because I'm doing 15 things over here. That's all right. <laughs> no one's perfect. Got to watch the game film. We'll get better. <laughs> Got to put the tennis balls in my hand next time, so I don't. <laughs> so, so you're not holding. I, I need to go run. That's my punishment. Kramer, we needed you to do a lap. <laughs> all Jet, right, Jets. At home at Miami, Rams at home at Las Vegas. I mean, I if they went four and zero, I wouldn't be shocked, but I'll say three and one. I mean, you're giving them a lot of credits, just get, like for them to you're just penciling in road yep. wins. Yep, I'm telling you, this Bills team shocked the world, Ryan. Circling the wagons. I I, I think you know what I'll go with you, and I'll say three and one. You said four and zero, um, three and on. You know what? Give it to them. Four and zero, baby. At Tennessee, Kansas City on Thursday night. Short week, but it's at home. At Jets, New England at home. That's three and one. Three and one. Yeah, they're gonna be good, right? I'm telling you, this Jets team, and that's a perfect Bills. Time. We're talking with the oh, Bills. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> this Jets team is gonna be dog shit. The Bills are gonna be awesome. You want to play Kansas City at home on Thursday night. That's your best chance. And then you have long rest to go against the Jets and you got the Patriots at home. I think they either lose to the Patriots at home or at the Titans. I think they uh they go I, I think they surprise people with that Chiefs game. Yeah, I, I think they go two and two here. Don't don't you're acting like Josh Allen isn't gonna lose games this year. I'm telling you. Seattle at Swaggy home. Swaggy J, I'm calling. Seattle him. at home at Arizona by week. Chargers at home. They get both LA teams at home as well. At San Francisco on Monday night. The left coast trips are going to be tricky. Prime, uh, prime time West Coast games. You can call that one an L. Um, Non-conference road spots. We never liked. I'm going to go two and two again, Sean. I'll go two and two here. This is where they cool off a little bit. Pittsburgh at Denver at New England. That's a tough stretch. Miami at home to end the season. That game's gonna matter. I'll say three and one. Three and one. Kramer, I'm all in on the Bills this year. I'm telling you. So you have them beat. See, I, I think they uh, one and three. What do you have them going? Eight and eight, eight or and seven eight. and nine? Eight and eight. So you have you have the Bills eight and eight, Dolphins seven and nine, Patriots eight and eight, Jets seven and nine. I just love a world where this actually happens. <laughs> I have them eleven and five, correct? Uh, yes. Love it. Yes. So no, no, you have them twelve and four. Oh yeah, that's even better. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Nailed it. Uh, Buffalo, Sean, baby. you did this only for the 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 subreddit angle. Oh, dude. <laughs> the Once Bills Buffalo fans Bills subreddit gets a hold of this, <laughs> Bills Mafia, we're you know I'm I'm right. You're do my I, AFC do team I have this all year. Unders? Oh, I got all unders except for the Dolphins. <laughs> no, I have the Jets over. Why'd you put give me under for the Jets? Oh, you're right. You had them going seven and nine. Yeah. So I, Ryan, I Ryan saying load up on the Jets and Dolphins. <laughs> oh shit! Twelve I will, and four. I like that though. And ba- 
let's talk about this. Buffalo Bills to make the playoffs over at Odds Shark, minus one forty five, missed the playoffs plus one ten. Now the over at my bookie.ag on the win total is nine at minus one forty five. So hmm. shouldn't I just take make playoffs instead of yeah. the over nine? That's what I would take. <laughs> I mean, honestly, at eight and eight, I think that's maybe that's maybe the bet I encourage because I I I acknowledge I'm probably on the low side with this team, so I'd say play a little make playoffs with the Bills and a small sprinkle on a conference at twelve hundred. But God damn it, Josh! You know what? Don't play make the playoffs on my part. I'm sticking to the K metric. Don't say no playoffs. No, no. I'm just saying don't don't do anything. Okay, so don't do anything. Don't do anything. Hot take. Here's you want my advice? What's that? My advice: sprinkle the Dolphins and Jets to win the division. Okay, all right, yeah. It's way too close to have two seven and you have a seven and a half and eight and a half to one long shot in a year where, Sean, you know Cam Newton's capable of of leading a team down the toilet, and I I, as much as we want to say Belichick's great. This is going to be an uphill battle. There are a lot of opt outs. The fucking football, football. We didn't get to talk about this, but how how does a fullback opt out? Sean, yeah, I you're mean, supposed to. You're, don't you lose your fullback card? Yeah, you can't be scared of the coronavirus. You're going, you know, you're lowering your head into. I mean, really, what's more likely going to kill you? A, a dive play up the middle or the coronavirus? Like, come on, dude. Let's and then and then uh, you know I think my my over under plays like, I, I just. You're telling me the Patriots got to win ten games with this team? I, no, under. All right. So wait. Okay. My two locks are Bills over, Jets under. Um, I also like uh, Bills to make playoffs minus one forty five. Dolphins to make playoffs at plus three seventy five. Dolphins small sprinkle on the division at eight hundred, and a small sprinkle on Bills to win the conference at plus twelve hundred. Kramer, what do you what do you got? Patriots under. Okay. Dolphins over. Yeah, I don't mind the Dolphins over either. Seven, it feels like a hair high. Dolphin, Dolphins to, to make the playoffs is the is the the more, plus three seventy five. That's fun. And then, like I said, I think you sprinkle the Dolphins and the Jets to win the division. These prices are. I I, I believe, and while maybe maybe a team squeaks out a ninth win in this division, unlike my projections of no one finishing <laughs> above five hundred, <laughs> has that ever happened? Is that statistically possible? I think it's happened. I, I do need to. Oh run yeah, because there's teams that got into the playoffs at like seven and nine. I do need to run this through the uh, the schedule because remember, I this is the <laughs> second time I've done this this year. The NFC North, I had uh, an eight and eight team, and then seven and nine, seven and nine across the board. So uh, I am not afraid to get loose with the. No one goes over five hundred. I do have to. I feel like when we're finished with this, Sean, we should. Be, we should have to go to the schedule predictor over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and fill it in and see how close we can get. Yeah. I, Cause I, I do think I've, I've maybe added too many losses in the season, <laughs> but yeah, sprinkle those long shot division winners. I just, you know, as much as I think you're the, the bills is the highest floor team in this division. The bills is probably the safest bet. That's why they're even money to win the division. To your point, it's probably worth a couple shekels on the conference. If you're, if you like them, because that price is clearly longer than it should be. A- and I think, you know, maybe Josh Allen aside, this roster is good enough for them to get it done. So the K metric is undefeated, John Kramer, make sure you uh, sign up for the free roll football contest. Football kicks off in two weeks. You got to get your picks in sports gambling slash contest. And again, 
If we get up to 1500 entries, the prize pool is $5,000. It's only at 2,500 right now. So spread the word, get that prize pool up sports gambling podcast.com slash contest. We're also doing a little listener survey sports gambling podcast.com slash survey. Let us know uh, what you like, what you're feeling with the podcast podcast network. And we're going to pick one of the uh, people who filled out the survey win 500 bucks. Oh yeah. And man, we have a ton of podcasts coming up. Of course, the NFC uh. East podcast, a college football preview with a special college football guest, oh. then a fantasy football preview, then a Kentucky Derby preview oh. made its way in there and a just <laughs> NFL season long yeah. preview horse racing in the fall. And then the Fuck. week after that is uh week one NFL. It's here. Let's fucking go. Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast and for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean second, the money green and he is Ryan. See you on the NFC East preview, Sean Kramer. Let it ride.